0: by Sports Interaction, Canada
1: sports book.
2: Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code in the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. hi everybody uh i hope your week is going well i hope it's going better than that game did uh if it is your first time here welcome to game over toronto we're happy to have you i'm sad it can't be after a better game after the leafs cataclysmically lose <laughs> against the Edmison That's Oilers I think. <laughs> in what would have been actually a worse loss and i am not allowed to yell because everybody in my house including both of my cats and my wife are asleep so i have to have quiet rage tonight and uh, I think we're all feeling pretty much the same, that that couldn't have gone much worse. And uh, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about the game. We're gonna talk about the game, unfortunately. We're gonna talk about the trades. We're gonna talk about how some of the people played tonight. We're gonna talk about all that and more. And we're gonna talk about all of that with our guest, John is coming on to join us tonight on this late, late Wednesday night game of ha- He is joining us. He is the host of Hot Take Hockey on his YouTube channel. Please, SDPN fans, welcome John Viveros to the SDPN Channel Game Over Toronto. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having
0: me. I I appreciate it. I wish it was under better circumstances, a better game, but uh, you know what? Regardless, I appreciate you having
2: me on. I wish we had a better game for you, too. But I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad that we we have some things to talk about, even if it is not that atrocious game.
1: Yep. There's a lot. There is a lot to talk about, but... I think like okay, listen. This is a bad game for the Leafs. The, the the Oilers played well and all that. But if you wanted me to sum this up into two words, it'd be Connor, freaking McDavid. Like, are are you kidding me? Who made this dude? He's he's not human. I refuse to believe this guy is human. Like all you conspiracy theorists out there talking about oh the fake moon landing, the Earth's flat, blah blah. Look at this guy. Are you kidding me? He's not. He's he's not human. I'm pretty sure he's got like, dude. You know those like F1 like, uh, Red Bull engine Shout out to F1 starting this weekend. I'm pretty sure he has those attached to his skates. Like the fact that this guy's been in the league for eight seasons now. I'm pretty sure it's eight seasons, and I'm still freaking out about him. Is mind blowing. It's bonkers, is it not?
0: Yeah, that's it, it crazy. To us.
1: He laid it out to us today again. This is his his fifth consecutive two goal game. The, it it's only happened three times in the last century. He's he, if he has another one of these. He ties the leader. He has yeah. fifty. I'm pretty sure, like fifty goals right now. He's on 52. pace. He's
2: 50, 52, 52, fifty-two now.
1: 52. Right? Yeah, he's on pace for sixty-seven.
2: Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> if you
1: if you ask me for the over under on sixty-seven right now, I'd probably say over as well. Sixty-seven. That's that
0: a- number sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to sprinkle that in there. Oh, please, please stop.
2: <laughs> it's okay. We got roasted tonight. We could use a little seasoning, Yeah, honestly, after that performance, because, you know, the Leafs make all these trades yesterday, and I was on my commute home, and I was losing my mind, because every time I got signal, there was a new player on my team, and I was anticipating tonight's game to be rocky. Because there's so many moving parts, right? Like 40, not 40%, 20% of the roster right now is a little bit different than it was three weeks ago. So obviously there is an adjustment period. And I'm doing my very best to try and give them just a teensy bit of grace. But when they play like that after they played so well on Sunday versus the Kraken, and I know that the Kraken and the Oilers are not the same team, and I understand that. But it was like, what happened, guys? What happened? What happened it was like you know we david Camp. god love that man ties it up in the first a couple minutes after mcdavid starts his reign of terror over the leafs yep. mm-hmm. and then it it was just it was like for a second the leafs had fight and then the rest of the game was just a wet fart
1: yeah it was bad yeah. It it was really bad. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little blame out to one of our one of our SDPN hosts. Um his name's Arman. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with him. He's in India right now. He's watching this game from India and um he was he turned it on as soon as uh we were one and one and within five seconds of us of us of him turning it on, sorry, uh the oilers <laughs> scored and they just continued the reign of terror. So Armon So you Armand, you're this fired is on you yeah <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no but we we talked about the the guys that, that we traded for right mccabe and and lafferty right are two guys that that were brought up um and obviously they haven't had much time on the team thus far but those are two guys that got two huge penalties that led to well one of them mccabe led to the first goal by by mcdavid earlier on and the lafferty one probably should have been a goal that was a there's two goals that should have counted that that were called off um I, I'm getting yeah. confused. Which one that even was to begin with? Like it, it's ridiculous. I think that was the one that uh, Samsonov lost control of the puck. The Oilers spot it and yeah, the, the and... refs blew the whistle Early like whistle, a whistle, yeah. Yeah. right before. That was the one, right? And um, it, it, it's it was just a shame to see that that was the way they started. Versus let's say like Ekholm, right? He was also just just traded and he had a fantastic game. The Oilers yeah, looked, looked super effective. Way. Yeah.
2: He looked. Yeah, like well, I was also, he, sorry, you go, Lauren. No, he looked exactly like the piece that Edmonton needed to perform that way. Right? Yeah. He came yeah. as advertised.
0: Well, I was talking about it earlier. I, I feel like the Oilers, the whole conversation with like McDavid, Drysdale, like they want defensemen that are going to feed them the puck. So that's why it was a little upsetting seeing Tyson Berry get moved, especially the behind the scenes and him being in the locker room. But you know, I thought it was a good balance night on the Oilers side. I mean, Ekholm plays that defensive style, but I I didn't see a change in getting the the puck to dry seller McDavid, I thought it was about the same. And I, I mean, I know you were hyping up, uh, McDavid. So I, to me, it, it looked all the same for the Oilers. I, I don't think Oilers fans watch this game. And I mean, we were expecting to be a Jack Campbell versus former team, but, uh, I think it was probably the right call to put Stuart Skinner in because, uh, he looked, uh, calm in the net, but yeah, I, I think it was definitely a storyline of, uh, leaf stars not looking so hot and obviously not looking engaged at all. I don't know if they were still hung from the Bruce Springsteen concert, but um, obviously the Oilers <laughs> guys were buzzing.
2: Maybe that was it, because the boss wouldn't want them to play like that. I know that for sure. And, you know, to your point, John, like, it is what Edmonton does all the time, and, you know, not that, not to say that we're expecting them to be shut down every time that, that, we, that the Leafs play the Oilers. That's not what I'm expecting, but... In years past, when the team has not been as good on paper as it is currently, they've been able to sort of, for the most part mitigate that level of dominance from the Oilers. And not just Connor McDavid. Like, there was scoring from all over the place on the Oilers tonight, right? Like, as soon as Hyman got that goal, it was open season. Everybody was putting pucks on net. And it Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like the Leafs have taken a step back in regards to how they played against Edmonton, because Mm -hmm. you know, the last half a dozen times that they've played, they haven't won every time, but it's been a significant showing of, like, this is how you play defense against Connor McDavid, and this game it was like you could tell that there was a j- obvious change because they played so badly against the whole team it was it was hard to watch the all three periods like John I'm sorry again for making yeah. you watch all of that like
0: <laughs> well I was just gonna say Riley and Hall that that pair needs to be scrapped like ASAP can we yes. like, immediately. just fire Thank it into you. the sun like, never never should exist again I said it after last game and that was you talked about at the start like the Leafs dominate they won against the Kraken they won like well, and to me, I still pointed out the fact that that pair should be scrapped. Mm-hmm. And I think after a big win and a win like that, if you're pointing out a pair that that's that bad, like uh, it should be scrapped. And I think that was the part, even in the playoffs against Tampa that bothered me with Keith is I felt like after a win, even if there was things wrong, he was like, okay, we won. We're going to keep it the same. We won. We're going to keep <laughs> it the same. We're not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just so ironic because the Tavares Marner O'Reilly line was buzzing. And now they've changed that. So, I mean, to me, they're going to have to figure it out. You talked about the matchup game with uh, McDavid Dreisel shutting those guys down. Maybe if O'Reilly shifted the third line as a center, as a shutdown line, you can let Tavares and Marner or Tavares and Nylander fly um, on different matchups. But a little frustrating in my eyes.
2: Absolutely. And, like, the best line tonight from the Leafs was the fourth line. Yeah. <laughs> Zach aston yeah. reese Noel Achari, and and uh, Sam Lafferty who I did not know he was that fast my bad um they were the ones that were getting the best zone possessions in the Oilers end for the entire second period for sure it was Mm -hmm. like as soon as Nolachari put a tiny bit of pressure on them they were getting the puck turned over and then uh, that's how that's what leads to the camp goal even in the first now it's a different line but it's that sort of pressure that's making the Oilers play not great and that's what Leafs what other teams were doing to the Leafs in years previous. They were like, listen, if we just get the Leafs to play defense, they're going to flub on it because they're not very good at it. And the mm-hmm. Oilers, even though they got Matthias home and have improved, obviously, defensively, and we can all agree on that, they got rid of Tyson Berry, who is not a defenseman. He is a forward that plays on the back end. And you upgrade that, and it it clearly works. And, and you know, for for the other lines that we had to get shut down the way they did was I mean they had to change it. The O'Reilly Tavares um uh Nylander, Nylander line was just yeah. it they were I was like I didn't even know when they were on the ice because they were just like ghosts. They I think
0: were- that was Tavares' mm-hmm. worst game this season, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty confident <laughs> in saying
1: that. I think it was the worst game for a lot of players tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. especially that second line. I think they need to be they, they need to be changed up a little bit. Um that fourth line though, I back to that point. Um I do agree with that. I think they they look fantastic. Even in the first, there was um a couple times earlier on where uh Atari was was really being a in the Oilers zone i think he had like a really good steal at one point and and that led to a decent (laughs) chance as well um so so yeah like finally we've um keith has been trying to look for uh, a a solid fourth line and i think he kind of has this nailed down i think they look pretty good together but uh yeah there's a lot of other areas that that need to be kind of touched up now and um with, uh, with the playoffs inching closer and closer, you're kind of running out of time to to tinker around with this lineup, especially as you're you're adding in more and more guys. We'll talk about some of the guys that we picked up, but um, it, it's going to be tough. Keith is going to have a, a tough time getting this done, but uh, you can't play the way that you play today and expect to go far in the playoffs, especially if you're playing Tampa and Boston uh, for round one and two, right? It, it's just not going to work that way.
2: Yeah, and... And, you know, the only way that the Leafs would meet the Oilers would be in the Stanley Cup Finals, which we would all be very happy if they got to the Stanley Cup Final. <laughs> but yeah. I would be terrified against the Oilers in the Stanley Cup Final because they have the cheat code, right? They mm-hmm. have a game shark. That's what they have. They have a game shark that is built into their team. And listen, somebody in the chat asked if if we would trade Matthews for McDavid every day of the week. And any Leaf <laughs> fan that says that they wouldn't is lying. Every yes. Leaf fan would that says that they wouldn't is like Where's my
1: where's my Matthews jersey, huh? You putting some disrespect on my boy. Not at yeah. all.
2: Not at all. <laughs> no, but that's you true. started the show off saying how incredible he is. Yeah,
1: he's he's literally a magician out there. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like one of my points for for uh for McDavid's second goal was was literally just too fast, he's a magician. And that's it. There's nothing you could have done at that point. Um yeah, I don't know. That I do wanna point out one thing though. Um I guess like it could be a positive or a negative depending on on how you look at it. That Zach Hyman goal, when I looked back and and saw that goal happen, um, I noticed that Acharya and Nylander both uh, kind of flubbed on that. So when uh, when Hyman got the first shot off, it took a it took a bounce off of Samsonov and then Hyman got the uh, the puck back and then that's where he sniped it back uh, and and got it past Samsonov. Right um, in that play uh, when. Hyman gets the first shot off he kind of goes around um and uh uh Acharya and Neilander both look at each other and assume that each other are gonna get uh Hyman and neither of them get it and that's how he was able to get like a free shot off right and so that's gonna come down to purely chemistry right they they is their first game uh oh well not their first game together but they they've only had a handful of games together and hopefully they get that under them but that's a case of chemistry not being the thing what, what, what do you think john did you think that it was uh that chemistry or did you find that uh that they did have a lack of chemistry in this game or do you think there was just other issues that were just plaguing them
0: Yeah, definitely a mix of both. I see what you're saying though, because there was a couple times where guys got crossed up. I noticed it like a few times with McCabe and like wingers or like there was a couple times even through transition through the neutral zone. Um, I definitely think it's it's a mix of both though. Cause like I'll even attribute to it, like going back to the Riley Hall conversation, like there's guys that have been playing together or been on the team together all year. um, And they just looked tangled up. I think they were on for three of the, the five goals against. So yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying though. There was definitely connections on like line changes where, yeah, as you said, Achari would come on, the Nylander line still on, and just a whole different mess. But um, it definitely seemed like they're on different pages all across the board, not just the new guys. But um, you definitely got a point there. And you know what? It's probably it probably comes down to also that there's just a lack of comfort level there, even if it's just three guys that have been on the same team. Maybe it's just. A feeling of them trying to figure things out, tinkering things. Obviously, Keefe's made it known that they are trying to tinker with things. Um, obviously, got to be careful as you get closer and closer to playoffs. Tinkering's <laughs> got to be shoved out the door. Um, but I'm definitely with you. I also wanted to just touch on the um, so the, we talked off air about the hull and um, and, and the Nugent Hopkins fight. Obviously, he hit Yamamoto <laughs> and then and then got just absolutely destroyed by Nugent Hopkins. But I I saw a few tweets of people saying that obviously the Luke Shen trade happened. That's the one we haven't really discussed yet um didn't it seem like Hall I, I feel like I've been talking so much was like playing like it was his last leaf game like he was throwing hits like this guy fought yeah and I mean again he was the regular Hall he was he was bad in so many other areas but I've never seen Hall <laughs> hit the way he did today and I he like he laid like three he hit he hit McDavid like big time into the boards there that one that one time so I don't know it it seemed that vibe for me
2: I saw I some- love. I saw yeah, somebody go ahead, go ahead, take n- n- take McDavid into the boards and I was like, who was that? I had to wait for Tic Tac Toe Moore to put the gif up before yeah. I would believe it was Justin <laughs> Hall because he doesn't play like that. And you're right. No. He looked like a desperate man out there and maybe he should feel desperate, especially with how they played tonight. And Well, because she-
0: Luke Shen does that on the regular. Yeah, so. yeah yep, that's his yep. bread and
2: butter. He does that all day, every day and eight times on Sunday, right? And I hope it instills a teensy bit of, of competi- competitive nature in justin hall which would be great but you know tonight when when the leafs are playing and they're and they're feeling this disconnect that you're talking about john and you know they're not comfortable with each other they don't know where each other's gonna go it ends up it ends up wasting small amounts of time that don't seem like a big deal but how how many times did the leafs ice the puck tonight
0: Oh, man, because it was just a stretch just, of three icings in it was, like a minute. <laughs> it was just yeah. it was
2: just throwing it down the ice and hoping somebody would get it. And even like Morgan Riley, at one point when they were on the first power play, fires it into the far corner and like nobody's there. And
0: well, that's the disconnect we're talking about. Right. Because yeah. Riley yeah. did that with Marner on Marner's goal off mm-hmm. the off the end boards and Marner picked it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like they were trying different things that it just it looked they were not on the same page tonight at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did want to circle back to that that Hall hit because it was so, so funny. I had to look back and, and see because I, I was like, I swear Hall is like the bigger guy. There's no way he should have got manhandled. So I looked into it. Hall is not only three inches taller, but also like 15 pounds heavier than Ryan. Like if you were talking about the UFC, they would almost be in two different divisions. Like add a couple <laughs> more pounds on, on Hall and they're, they're two separate divisions. And the way Ryan just... Yeah. absolutely ragdolled like, him <laughs> like, it was disgusting like he yeah, just you could developed. tell that one feed right here got him
2: yeah it got him yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: and the, the the one thing that came to my mind as soon as i heard that and i love that you brought up shen was that luke shen would not have lost that fight oh, there was no shen way would have happened. knocked him in two hits
2: ryan <laughs> yeah. ryan Nugent hopkins wouldn't have finished the game he would have to go <laughs> get stitches well,
0: someone said something funny in my chat i like that wouldn't have happened right Nuge wouldn't have faced up against shen like yeah. n- n- <laughs> maybe there's a little conversation but I think that's the more embarrassing part. The fact that Nuge was that confident to drop the gloves like that against Hall, I think is just next level because he's just not doing that against Shen. He's not doing that against McCabe. He's probably not even doing that like against TJ Brody, the way he did it against Hall.
2: Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, Oh, Hall, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's cute. It's really cute that you're trying so hard now. Where was this? And did you see Hall
0: and Nylander in the Pelly box together? Oh, like, I know. Whole straight on, no word said. <laughs> yeah, they were not happy.
2: It was just brutal. And maybe what Keith is doing is he's playing Hall on the top line. So he can be like, see, Kyle, we do need to make another trade. <laughs> maybe that's what we're doing. <laughs>
1: Hey, what do you guys think about Samsonov cuz like we are going to be talking about the trades and a, an area that that even um a lot of Leafs fans have been talking about is our, our goalie position right I mean Matt Murray has been out for, for a while now we don't know if he's going to be able to come back before the playoffs um Samsonov although he's looked okay at home on the road he is atrocious I think it's like a 0.92 at home and a point uh 90 at um, uh away right do you would you guys um want to see i guess some kind of trade happen to shore up that that goalie position because and when I looked at it, there's not a lot of positions or there's not a lot of people or options that, that they had available. Bring but, back um, James
0: Reimer. No yeah. I'm
1: joking. <laughs> oh my god. Like Lee's the only one available because I was looking at him like, oh, maybe, maybe quick, uh, maybe Corpuscello, but nope, they got traded before each other, like just earlier today as yeah. well. So there's like nobody available. But do, do you have any confidence in in Samsonov and Murray anymore? Or do you think they gotta do something to trade? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really contribute like
0: I don't look at too many of the goals tonight and go, that was fully on Samsonoff. The Mm -hmm. only one that really bothered me, I know he was screened a bit and it was like, it's Connor McDavid. So McDavid's so deceptive, but uh, McDavid's goal. Yeah. Yeah. Through the, like, I just, to me, that's gotta be a stop from Samsonoff at that point of the game. Like McDavid already scored his flashy goal. Um, I just think the Leafs tied it up, as you said, Lauren. And like, that was the point of the game. It's like, okay, the Leafs got a little lucky on that goal. The Oilers were napping, thinking it was offside. Yeah, Like that's gotta be a stop in that moment of the game. Um, so that's the only one. And we've talked about that so many times in past Leaf goalies, like Freddie Anderson and Jack Campbell, like mm-hmm. making that save when you need it. That was a point where you make that save. It's one, one, and it's probably an even game throughout the, the rest of the period. But, um, Outside of that, I mean, the Yamamoto deflection, like the McDavid here, pass and go, yeah. and then the Leafs just abandoning their own zone for a, a good old 2-on-0 there. Yeah. I mean... The cost go and goal,
2: he off. had no chance on either, right? Yeah, no right? chance. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing is that we've been saying on a lot of our streams. Also, I just want to say, we have 150 people watching us right now, so please make sure you hit like and subscribe. Thank you for coming. Welcome to Game Over Toronto. <laughs> um, You know, like we have all been saying, they don't need Vasilevsky. They need somebody that can get them a solid goaltending and maybe a couple that they shouldn't have gotten, Mm. but they can only play that way when the Leafs play as defensively solid as they have for so much of this season, because Mm. when you play really solid defensively and the goalie gets used to that level of support and then all of a sudden you play that sort of a game, of course he's going to play terribly. Like I'm not saying that it's perfect and I'm not saying I don't have concerns. Of course I do, but the Leafs hung him out to dry tonight. And I'm glad that they didn't pull him because wool didn't deserve to go behind that level of defense. And I hope, I mean, it's not going to happen because they're on the road, but like, I would assume that if they weren't playing tomorrow, tomorrow would be one of those bag skate days because no, who was the best player on the Leafs tonight, guys? Who is the best player? I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it'd be one of the like the fourth liners are like yeah, I mean, I Achari maybe yeah I don't know maybe Achari yeah maybe Achari and
2: we're saying that and Marner got a goal like yeah <laughs> like, like that's it's of course it's concerning and and there's a part of me that really does want to make a goalie trade but again who are we gonna get I,
0: actually you know what I thought Giordano played well I think Giordano was the only one on the defense core that played well tonight I, I, ish. I, I ish.
1: That, the thing yeah, is in like. Moments. I didn't even notice him on the ice. So that's how I know that you played well. because Everybody else that I noticed was playing so bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. Or David um,
2: Camp because he got a goal.
1: That's oh, what, like true. his
2: third goal in five games, which is re- absurd, which I love him. <laughs> um, and
0: I also feel like it was a really rough night for Lilligren. I feel like just fresh off the Sandin trade, like everyone was advocating for Lilligren. Like Lilligren's the guy to keep over Sandin, but he had a really rough night. Like, mm. the, so the goal we just talked about, the Clem goal, like, Lilligreen committing high up on the blue line like that in his own zone. I have no idea what he was doing there. That would, it would have been 2 on 2 and then Brody's just left on his own and then yeah. We know the rest.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then later in the 3rd, Lillygreen falls and then ends up leaving the game, right? And yeah. ends up spending the rest of the period in uh in the in the room and hopefully he's okay, you know. Stick taps for Timothy Lillygreen of course. And we were all assuming that uh that Luke Shen was going to be getting an opportunity tomorrow too, so I mean, it sounds like pull there's... out
1: Shannon, lock it in. Let's go, yeah. please. I I am totally down for that. Do you remember who who was Shen's partner back uh, back when he was on the Leafs like a, a fucking decade ago? I I can't oh, remember damn. anymore.
2: Oh god, I,
1: I gotta look into
2: it. Where's Steve uh, maybe, Dangle when you maybe,
1: meet him? Maybe Carl Gunnarsson. That would be my guess, maybe. Maybe I'll I'll look into it, but yeah, I mean, just get Hall out as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh Hopefully, hopefully Shen comes in. But I, I kind of want to circle it back to to our goaltend situation because historically, right, the Leafs the last couple of playoffs, we've seen that they don't they they have games where they just don't play up to their their potential, right? Whether it's defensively, they break down, their offense is looking uh, looking shaky. Um,
2: or both at the same time.
1: Exactly, exactly. But when you have a goaltender like uh like Samsonov or Murray where they aren't superhuman, they're they're all right goaltenders when they're when they're on their game uh, and when the 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 team is playing well around them, um they'll be okay for they'll be serviceable definitely, but they're not going to be like a Vasilevsky. They're not going to give you like outstanding performances where they just steal a show, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like against Tampa, against Boston, there's gonna be times where that's gonna to have to happen, and I I I don't really have faith in them right now to to make it happen. Right? Uh, again, there's just nothing available in the market, so I don't know what kind of strings Dubis is gonna to have to pull. But at this moment, from what I've seen recently, I don't I don't really have too much confidence in, in Samsonov or Murray, especially because Murray's gonna be rusty when he comes back as well. Right? I, I people are saying that he's gonna be coming back for the playoffs, so they're not even gonna have an opportunity to fight it off. Uh going into the playoffs, right? I, I i just don't have too much confidence in these guys anymore. I, I think I think something's gotta give. Well, I think if there's any, like even
0: an ounce of question mark on Matt Murray's health, the decision should be easy. It should be you keep it on keep him on LTIR and mm-hmm. you trade one of Kerfoot Hall or both, and you use that cap space and you go get a veteran or you go get a guy that's actually healthy. I'm not going to be out here suggesting Johnny Quick's the answer to this. So we'll put <laughs> really? that to rest. I mean, no. maybe if Columbus wants to retain 50% and it's just like a, a contract in, contract out, yeah. sure. Sure, I'd, I would do quick 50% retain for Hall right now. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think there's too many options that are going to move the yeah. needle here. So
1: that's I'll- that's where we're at. I was gonna mention Gibson as well, but he also has been looking really bad as well, right? So there's literally- yeah, I mean Gibson and Demco have been in rumors for a while, but I don't yeah. I don't know if that trade those trades are happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, well Dubas is gonna have have his work cut out for him because it, it looks like there's still gonna be uh there's there still looks like there's gonna be a trade on the table, right? Um they got that first from Boston, which is kinda weird, and I'm still not totally sold on Gustafson. Um we can talk about that trade too. Um Well, so and, I think and there's still some stuff that's gonna have to happen.
2: Well, and this morning yeah. Keith actually said in the in the meet in the uh, in the meetup with the interviewers this morning saying, We'll get through the trade deadline and see what the final group looks like. So it sounds like even Keith is aware of the fact that there's probably going to be other changes coming. And after tonight's game, I mean, how much more do you really want to mix up the lines, right? And there's been yeah. more than one person in the chat saying, "Have they already traded too much and made too many changes and disrupted too much of the flow and <clears throat> and all of the rest of the sky that's falling on all of our heads right now, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I, of course, it's like it's something that we have to think about. But I. It's Now, now it is, does come down to the question of, you know, we're running out of runway to decide who we're going to get to the last piece. Is it a goalie? And if it is, who is it going to be? Because I don't see the Islanders deciding to do Kyle Dubas a favor and giving us Ilya Sorokin. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know they just got Pierre Engvall, and I know he's great, but, like, mm, don't feel like that sort of favor is going to come our way.
0: <laughs> maybe Varlamov, yeah. maybe. But that's a reach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, did we want to kind of go into some of the trades? We can go to the high level and just talk about what trades occurred and then um, kind of talk about how the Leafs lineup kind of shaked out. How does that sound? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Go for it.
1: Okay, sure. Uh, so the Leafs, obviously, we got O'Reilly and Achari earlier last week. Um, Monday, we picked up McCabe and Lafferty in a, a fucking heist. I can't believe the Leafs were able to pull that off because getting Jake, uh, Jake McCabe for 50% retained as well, because he still has two years left on that deal. I think he's gonna be making two mil um after the re- that retention. That's huge. And he's a he's a big body that throws hits. He's he's essentially what we needed with Muzzin injured, right? Lafferty, another guy that's he's not making too much, he's making 1.15 with one year left. Um he's kind of versatile. If you want to bury him, you can bury him. And I it really depends on how how he plays, right? Um and then we can talk about Joey Anderson. He got he got traded. That, like, that was the biggest pick that Chicago picked up from that. You can talk about uh Gogolev, but I think Joey Anderson plus that first and second were the main uh the main things in that in that trade. Um do you guys agree that that trade looked like a heist that Dubas pulled off? Well, actually I'll say my initial
0: reaction before even knowing the retention part, I thought uh-huh. the Leafs overpaid a little bit. Just based oh, on my really? initial reaction. Well, my my mindset was like I thought McCabe um having that ice time and having that ability in Chicago, obviously Chicago was a rough team, but I I feel like I've talked to a bunch of Hawks fans. They kind of looked at that perspective more as like McCabe was one of their bright spots, I guess. Like the Hawks have been an absolute mess, right? So I think they valued McCabe in that aspect. Uh, but obviously when I thought about it more on the 50% retained for two, I, I forgot it was two additional years. I was like, all right. Okay. So Dubas, <laughs> Dubis pulled one here. Cause like, yeah, that that doesn't come easy in this league. Like retaining for one year is already like you give additional assets for that, but, but retaining for two additional years. Um, so for sure on that aspect, when I thought about it over, um, I don't know if I'd use the word heist after watching tonight's game. Let me, give me <laughs> another week, give me another week. But um, yeah, it was a good trade for Dubas for sure.
2: Well, and McCabe had a rough game tonight. Like he had some yeah. bright spots. He had a couple of really nice passes and he, he he put one puck on net that almost led to that one Lafferty goal where he was right down in front of the net. So yeah, he did have a couple of good plays, but I think I think McCabe's going to get there. I just think that that's that's just mm-hmm. new business business you know what i mean yeah they gotta get used to the new changes. yeah and i think and i think that because we know that the changes aren't over that's probably not even gonna happen for another couple of weeks and you know that was game 61 tonight so we only have 21 games left and uh as much as as much as we want all these trades to happen if we trade for more people we're gonna have less time to see what they look like and to actually work with them right so um (laughs) yeah i do like the idea of uh like once once Dubas changed that third line tonight to the O'Reilly thing, I didn't think it was the bad. I thought it was a good idea. I thought if you're ever going to try that on a game, you might as well try it when you're losing terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to imagine that McCabe will improve and that Lafferty will improve and that all of these guys are going to get better because... You know, some of them haven't even been on the team for 72 hours, right? So you can only gel so much on the ice when you're going to see a Bruce Springsteen concert 48 hours before you play together.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And and then just... uh, just reminder to all the all these fans um watching or listening uh we got to remember i mean o'reilly when he got traded uh to the leafs he had a minus two and sid six was on the show and absolutely railed o'reilly for for losing yeah for for being that bad and then he he came back what the next game or the next uh, the second game after with the hat trick right so it takes time for these guys to gel but yeah i think overall this this will i guess work out in the favor of the leafs hopefully in time for the playoffs and now the trade that i have very strong opinions about uh the Leafs traded uh with the wash uh with the washington capitals they they uh got eric Gustafson uh and bruins first round for 2023 interesting that that got picked up uh for rasmus Sandine. so i will i'll shoot it out to you uh uh to you lauren go ahead and then uh, i'll give my opinions afterwards
2: I mean, I'm sad to see Sandin go. I'm wearing my my Boya shirt in in memoriam for all of the Swedes that were traded in the last couple of days from the Leafs. Pierre Engvall and Rasmus Sandin, we hardly knew ye. Um, And I think that it's... I think we don't know what the trade looks like and how well it's going to pan out. I'm sad that we had to get rid of Sandin, but he is going to flourish in Washington more than he would have had the opportunity to flourish here. And even though I don't like losing him and I am positive at some point, he is going to have a series winning goal against us in the playoffs. And we are all going to scream his name in vain. um, The fact of the matter is he deserved a better chance than he was getting. And he sometimes made decisions that made all of us collectively shake our heads and go, what are you doing? But he Mm. was one of the only players on the Leafs that through a good solid open ice reverse hit, you know, he did, he did have some shining moments on the power play. And I think that he is only going to improve. And I think that getting an opportunity to work with Alex Ovechkin will help anybody's stat line go up. What do you think, mm-hmm.
0: John? I think people forgot Sandine was only 22. Like I, I, am I'm, <laughs> I'm very confident in that. So, um, no, I, I was a big fan of Sandine. Yeah. Obviously he made his mistakes, mistakes in the playoffs. Um, I mean, to me, my reaction, I was pretty pissed at the trade. But what I said, um, even when I recorded my video, at the end, it was like, if Dubis flips this first for someone that's going to help us now, then that makes sense. That that was my mindset, because I just feel like this is a trade that helps Sandine's career, but also, like, if he's not getting into the lineup, okay, you're getting that first-round pick to do something now. So when Dubis is not done here, and obviously we've talked about potential trades, um, I truly think over the next two days, I'm looking at that trade in a lot better light if Dubis trades that first for something that's going to help this team quite a bit in the playoffs, so I mean, yeah, I'm going to miss Sandia, but that's
1: kind of how I feel. I am on the exact same boat as you, John. I I hated this trade when I first heard of it because Eric Ussup's. I looked into it. Right, he's got 38 points, which is which is great. I mean, in, in 48 or can't play defense or shit. shit exactly that's the biggest thing he did get that 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 hat trick against the Leafs earlier this season so which is hilarious (laughs) yeah give it up for him but he literally plays zero defense like this is not a player that I this is not a player that I would trust in in the playoffs because it really seems and I think uh, when Steve was breaking down this game or this trade as well he mentioned the same thing it's a player that can win you a series or can easily lose you a series as well right and i agree with you i think um i think gustafson as well as that first uh that first round pick is going to get flipped i i don't see how uh how eric gustafson like improves this lineup unless he's like peeking at his potential where he's he's put he's playing offensively like he he we see him play uh but also he's like playing with the brain and actually thinking and, and with a defensive mind right um if they if they Trade someone and 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 get someone uh get someone with with Gus Sim and that first like fantastic. But if not, I think this was a horrible mistake. Sandine's the younger guy, um, he has way more potential and and yeah, like you said, he's 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 like literally twenty two years old and he's he's been playing well for the Leafs. I think the problem is he just doesn't get time right, and it's a it's an issue with the fact that. We just don't have space for him in the lineup. So yeah. I'm happy to see him excel in in Washington. I know he's gonna do great there. It's gonna suck when he plays against the Leafs. But um yeah. I mean he's a Sue Greyhound. I think Dubis kinda wanted to to let him see his options because I know there yeah. were some rumors about him not being happy with the time that he was uh the time he was he was getting um on the ice with the Leafs as well. Yeah, with the Sioux connection, I was gonna say that definitely hurt
0: kyle's uh hard a bit for sure um, yeah <laughs> just on your gustafson point I, I think the only way truly that gustafson has a role here is if he's the eighth seventh eighth defenseman and he only comes in when they need a true power play specialist and then the rest of the game he plays five six minutes that's it like that's literally mm-hmm. it he, easy matchups power play boom because i i'm a big morgan riley guy but watching him lately it's just maybe that <laughs> contributes to him playing with hall but um I know Gustafson, if he has a lot of strengths, like one of his main strengths is that he puts numbers up on the power play. I mean, John Carlson went down with the injury, and that's been Gustafson's role like the last two months in Washington. So that's kind of why he's put up those numbers as well. I think that needs to be said. But um, yeah, that's literally the only way there's a role in this team for him.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, completely
2: And if you watch some of the, if you watch some of the, uh, the high, like I was watching, you know, you go home after, you, you get home after all the trade yesterday and you sit down and you watch highlight packs of all these new players, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a lot of time to watch every other market. So I don't know about every single other player. And it seems like, yeah, he's got a really nice little uptick side. But I'm like, why did we trade for TJ Brody 2.0? <laughs> Great no way to defense. Yeah. Great on the power play <laughs> yeah well it's gonna
1: be interesting to see how they, they kind of make it work it's gonna be another remember that that weird like five forward po- uh power play that they they were trying to make work and they were just hoping that it would happen it's, it seems like it's gonna yeah. be another one of those where they're gonna just gonna try it out like pray that it works a couple of times if they do end up keeping him and then if it doesn't just Bury him. There's nothing you can do. There's no way you're putting him in the lineup to play regular minutes. Um, but yeah, okay. So and then the final trade that happened uh, uh, this it was uh, yesterday as well. Yeah, Luke Shen. I'll kind of bundle this together because it seemed like very similar. So um, the Leafs received a third round pick for Pierre Engvall, and then um, they also received Luke Shen for another for a third round to the Canucks. So it's kind of like a weird swap essentially uh what do you guys think of that uh, just giving away engball yeah lauren you can go first
0: if you
2: want you know i feel bad for the guy on twitter who was like oh isles fan this is who we're getting this hard hitting <laughs> hard playing <laughs> i forward. saw that and i think everybody that's on leave twitter saw it and i just went oh you sweet summer child and i will miss lots of things about pure Engvall. he's very good defensively he has a because he's zidano Char size almost he has a super long reach with a stick so he's he's great on the back check on the forecheck he's great on the pk and i i actually if you want my real thoughts i wish that they kept Pierre engvall over Kerfoot. yeah true story i think
1: a lot of people i think a lot of people would agree with that yeah I, but it's just well, i'll just herf- yeah Go keep going
2: no, and and, and no. then obviously getting Luke Shen back is great. Like, who doesn't love that? If you've been a Leaf fan as long as as long as I have, you're like, yay, thank you very much. I unfortunately don't have that jersey anymore, sadly, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad that he's back. I. It sounds like he is glad to be back. It sounds like he's thrilled to be back in the city, and you know, yeah. we love when players love being here. So I think he's gonna come in full of piss and vinegar, and I hope he, I hope he tears it up, and I hope that he comes as advertised, and. Um, I'm sad to see Engval go, um, and I, 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 it's fine. But I, like I said, like you said, Harnish and and you said, John, I hope that they're not done. And I hope that there's more because it still doesn't feel totally right.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know if this, this is why you felt that way, Lauren, but I feel like, and I think the numbers back, this is like Engval had that role with camp, like had that fit with camp and Mm. obviously had a lot of chemistry. So when we talk about like, I don't know, not on the same page, or it just seemed like they weren't synced up. I mean, Engvall and Kampf read each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the things that drove me nuts, like about Engvall, like it, it just seemed like he was going through the motions at times, like no hitting, like sometimes would just go for a skate by rather than driving the net. Like there's certain things that Engvall did that drove me nuts, but um, I'm kind of with you. Like the fact that there was that fit, um, to me, I was kind of on the train of saying Engvall and, uh, Engvall and Kerfa and can both go. Um, because I just want more of that physical identity third line that we see from playoff teams like Boston, Tampa, go down the list. Um, so I, I'm with you on that. I, I do think, like I said, I think Dubis has one more move up his sleeve. Um, from what I've heard, it seems like they always have loved Kerfoot, and the the boys like Kerfoot too. So, um, I hope that can be. I don't know. I hope they can look past that a little bit and and look for what's best for the team. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think and, and just to to close it off, I agree with you guys as well. Um, I think Pierre Engvall, just like looking at it in a, in a shell, I think it was a little um the the return was a little low. I understand that like he he has a two point five two point two five mil cap hit, and he's also a UFA at the end of the season. But a sec or a third round was kind of low in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I, I you can't blame him. you. Kind of needed cap space at that point. I think a lot of uh GMs understood. The yeah. Leafs position as well, so they're not gonna help. The, they're not gonna help Dubas, yeah. I think Lakers that's what it was, right? Dubas didn't have leverage, he
0: basically said it like publicly that he was like, Yeah, we'll see if a player gets injured, like <laughs> exactly. So, I, yeah, that was the scenario.
2: And maybe Lou yeah. Lamarillo didn't want Alex Kerfoot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe he was like, I'll take this one, but not this one because that would be a very I'll take loose the 6'5
0: incubator. speedy guy,
2: yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. And st- instead of the Harvard guy, right? Yeah, um. <laughs> Yeah. So, at, well, first of all, welcome everybody that just come over from a game over Edmonton. Congratulations. Um, I'm glad you're here. 215
0: people in the chat. Wow. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Make sure you guys hit <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, let's fin- let's uh, start wrapping up the show here, guys. What do you mm-hmm. what? How long of a timeline do you do? You, how how many days? How many hours and minutes before trade deadline? Before you <laughs> systematically fill your pants because you're afraid that nothing's going to happen? And how long do you give? the the team to really gel before you start really shaking in your boots about the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: I'm I'm expecting at least one more move from Dubas. So I'm in a way like for the excitement, it'd be funny if Dubas had like a trade come in right in the last 15 20 minutes. Um but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, just going forward in the next month, I guess. I'll, I'll say the next month. I feel like if we get into April and we're still having any of these discussions we've had tonight, I know maybe people will be like, okay, we're reacting too heavy off of one game. Um, You know what? There's probably the way we can be rational and just, but then I go back to remembering the games in Anaheim and the games in wherever at the start of the year. So, you know what? I'll, I'll leave it as it is. Look to April one month exactly from now. If we're having any of these discussions, then yeah, I'm shitting my pants and we're having, we're having
1: some real big talks. (laughs) I'll break it up into two so (laughs) I love them but the way that I kind of see it is uh we have a our next game against the Oilers on the 11th right so that's literally 10 days from now next Saturday yeah exactly I I'm not looking for a drastically like the the Leafs or this is the peak Leafs that 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 we're gonna see but I do not want to see a shit show like this again it has to be like a, a within a one goal game or a two goal game. As long as the, you see you from the eye test, you see that the Leafs are playing well. That's an improvement. Uh, that that's that's what I want to see. I just want to see some kind of improvement, and I want to see some kind of consistency. Right now, I agree with you, John. I think by the by the end of this month, if things are not working, I am ringing the alarms. Something's going wrong. Something needs to be fixed, and it needs to be fixed quick because we don't have a lot of time left. Right. Um, I'm looking at our schedule right now and we play the Flames, the Canucks, the Devils, the Oilers and the Sabres and the Avalanche. We're playing some good teams uh, coming up and this is going to be a a, a measuring stick, in my opinion. And so the Leafs better use this uh, this opportunity of playing against high caliber teams to sort it out because you're not going to get it easy in the playoffs. So,
2: See, I would be hesitant about even giving them to the end of the month because the, we play 14 games this month, guys, which puts us at game 75 a month from now. So I would even go so far as to say if they don't have their shit together, by the time they, see the, they go see the Islanders in New York on the 21st, which is, you know, 20 days from today, essentially three weeks yesterday, I think that we... I mean, you can't do anything at that point. Right. After this Friday at 3 p.m., you're you you lay the bed that you you lay in the bed that you've made over the last week and the last six months. And I think that if by the time if they lose against the Islanders, it's going to be bad. I I think that's going to be a great litmus test because I don't think the Islanders are super great. I think that Pierre Engvall is not going to move the needle very much on that team.
0: Engvall will oh, score that game though.
2: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And and uh, and and I think that giving them any more than that because it the Islanders game essentially lose them with ten games, right? So phew, I don't know, guys. Like if if it's if it's Thursday at nine PM and there's not another trade made, then I'm like, Kyle, what are you doing? And if they lose the game on the twenty first, then I'm going, Kyle, what are you doing? <laughs> into my microphone. But but they all can't all games cannot be like this game. I'm sure that the Leafs are gonna come out firing on all cylinders against Calgary tomorrow. And we are going to have on Game Over tomorrow, not only is Handsome Harnish gonna be here with me, we have Peter from Game oh, Over. You. Calgary coming on with us, and it's going to be a great time. Hopefully, it's a little bit better of a result for the buds. Um, but if you are watching Game Over Toronto with us tonight, thank you for being here on this late, late Wednesday. Or maybe you're living out west and it's nice and early for you. Um, thank you for watching, guys. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Please leave a comment in the comments box down below if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us. Uh, my name is Lauren. Thank you for coming again tonight, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lauren in the Six Harnish. Go ahead.
1: My name is Harnish underscore Patel98 on Twitter. And again, thanks. There's so many people in the chat today. There's like 240 people. Thank you all for for tuning in for a late game. Uh, John, close this yeah, off.
0: Th- thank you, both of you, for having me. I really appreciate it, honestly. Um, yeah, shout out to also... Game over Calgary. Shout out to Audie James. Uh, but thank you to everyone in the chat. I, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me, uh, Hot Take Hockey, on YouTube and Hot Take Hockey on Twitter. And my personal one's John Vivero's underscore on Twitter. So, yeah, hit me up on Hot Take Hockey YouTube. And, yeah, we'll chat some more, guys. Sounds thank you. good.
2: Thank you for coming on tonight, John. And thank you again, everybody, for being here. We're happy to have you on this late, late Wednesday game. And uh, we will see you all tomorrow after the game. Final whistle. Leafs lose against Edmonton in Edmonton. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. Game over!
0: Powered by Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook.